Hello and welcome to the new Think to the Brink recording studios. Studio under the stairs. Yeah, I like that actually, yeah. yeah. I was going to say the cupboard under the stairs, but the studio under the stairs <laughs> yeah. has a great ring to it. It'll become our gimmick, I think. Yeah. So we've got 11 years in here and then we finally get our letter. Exactly, To go yeah. to uh, the podcast school of witchcraft and audio. Yeah, <laughs> or the BBC. Or the BBC, yeah. Radio that's, 1. That's our Hogwarts. That's um, our Hogwarts. So this week we're going to be delving into a character again. Uh, the film is, of course, Lion King, as you'll know if you've clicked on the title, Zazu. Today's a very special day because we are launching our Patreon page, which we've hinted at on the uh, past couple of shows, but it's finally gone live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you want to kick us off with where to find us? The actual web address is www.patreon.com slash think to the brink with the number two. For those of you that don't know what Patreon is, it's a tiered subscription service that allows us to give you extra content. So I should just point out that this podcast will always be free, mm-hmm. dropping every Thursday. We're not going to change yeah. that, but we thought, you know, for the for the think to the brinkers out there that want that extra content, that want to hear about characters that are perhaps too obscure to be <laughs> over thought of on the main show, watch-alongs, more content of that nature, we are, we are going to be giving it to you on Patreon. So we've got three tiers. Yeah, so our first tier is the Mr. Smee starter tier. You get access to all of our back catalogue. As you know, we've been putting it in various places, but now we're going to put it all on Patreon. So we'll have the most recent 20 or so episodes on the feed, and then they'll go to the archives, so you get access to the whole archives. And as well, you have the privilege to pick episode topics and have episodes dedicated to you. Yeah, so we're not going to be taking suggestions anymore unless you are a member of the Mr. Smee starter tier. And Mr. Smee, of course, one of our earliest episodes, an episode that you'll now only be able to access on Patreon, along with, if you're a new listener to the show, you'll have missed Mr. Brightside, Uptown Funk, mm-hmm. Fang, Open Brackets, Hagrid's Dog, <laughs> uh, The Meal Deal, all the classics that are now only available on Patreon. And the next tier is the Edna Mode No Cape Brigade. Uh, Edna Mode, available on Patreon as well in the archives. A lovely picture on the Patreon page of Will with an Edna Mode. Where was that? That was in New York, the Disney store in New York, and I sort of took a little picture with... Uh, uh, it's a toy, it's not the real one. <laughs> not Although <laughs> similar size. <laughs> and so this is $5 or more or the conversion and what do you get for that? Uh, you get the same access to the back catalogue and capacity to suggest show topics as the Mr. Smee started here you also get to partake in the sumptuous bonus content we'll be producing on a weekly basis so we'll be doing sort of mini episodes watch alongs live overthinking sessions on uh, YouTube live if we hit 50 Patreon subscribers we will do a live commentary on a whole Disney film a film of your choice as well this is the thing we want to create a network and a community where all the uh, the choices are being made by you the think to the brink listener or the think to the brinkers as I like to call you yeah. and then uh, we have fancy pants at the top which is ten dollars or more this is kind of the god tier yeah I'd say yeah you, this is um, this is going to be for the extreme overthinkers <laughs> the fancy pants yeah, if so you, you get everything from the first two tiers all of those watch alongs that bonus content you can choose any episodes and as well you will get you uh, some t-shirts and you'll be able to physically appear on the show as a guest. Now, obviously, this requires uh, geography. We might have some liaising, but um, well, we can get we'll them in on Skype. Maybe yeah. Skype them in if you're in, if you're listening in the states or Canada or wherever you listen. Because as we know, Think to the Ring is a worldwide phenomenon. I should also just point out that those T-shirts uh, have not been designed yet, but you'll get to choose your own design. Maybe even with some classic quotes from the show. So we've rambled on for a lot in this intro. So let's get right into the the meat and potatoes of this episode. Zazu. 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 
Tells you. Interesting. Roll, Roll titles. titles. I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And you're listening to Think to the Brink. Where better to go for opinions than mum's net? Can, can Jesus choose which wine he turns it into? There needs to be some middle ground between a full stop and an exclamation point. Your taste buds are amazing. So it's basically like a glorified textbook writer. Is there any person in the world that is more of a yes man than Mr. Smith? So maybe we should start with that. I, I've always thought it's Zazu. Yeah, no, what do I say? Zazu. 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 Do they say his name in the actual... Zazu, I think you're right. I think I'll, I'll go with you on this one. I okay. usually won't defer to you. So <laughs> Zazu, yeah. Zazu himself is voiced by Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, the original. I, I think a lot of people don't know that. They do, but they sort of they forget that Rowan Atkinson... Because he doesn't yeah. actually speak in Mr Bean as well, we should just point out. So oh, yeah. It's maybe the first time that people were hearing his voice. That's very true. Yeah, and apart from the oh yeah, which I'm is saying. which I'd say isn't his voice. Well, Zazu doesn't speak like that. No, Zazu. I'm going to continue not. to call him Zazu. You can. I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> so we've got Lion King wiki. I think we're going to be cross-referencing Disney wiki and Lion King wiki oh. soon. So we've got a quote here. Simba, look, Banana Beak is scared, and Zazu says, "It's Mr. Banana Beak to you, Fuzzy." And then we've got a little caption, Zazu chides Simba. <laughs> so already we have a kind of the thrust of uh, Zazu as a character. He looks quite happy in the picture I've got here. I think he kind quite likes... Smug. Chiding. Yeah, oh, he's a chider through and through. Definitely, and we should just go into his sort of backstory. Yeah. So I've got Disney Wiki up. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually the quote that they have on Disney Wiki, I, madame, am the king's major domo. Oh, and he really? says that to Shenzi the hyena. We yeah. looked at what the word majordomo meant. It's Italian, I think, and it means a sort of castellan or organiser. So basically he runs mm-hmm. the estate. So it's originally Mufasa's majordomo and then later Simba's majordomo. And Scar's in between. Oh, right. He gets sort of... He's in the cage, if you remember. And does it? But does he enact his duties or no not for Scar he does but reluctantly to use an example it's almost like a maester in Game of Thrones very topical at the moment they have to serve whoever owns the castle even if they take that castle by force they have a duty to to serve whoever is the current lord of that castle so obviously there's a lot of tension between Zazu and, and Scar I think Zazu Suspects doesn't know for certain that Scar was involved in the death of Mufasa and the yeah. exile of Simba. He's a male hornbill, a red-billed hornbill. Most famous celebrity hornbill, would you say? Yeah, I don't. I know very f- famous celebrity bird, maybe. Or <laughs> Is a big bird, Roadrunner. Oh yeah, Woody Katie the Woodpecker. Katie Price. Yeah, celebrity bird. Yeah. <laughs> Smart, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think uh, celebrity birds he might he might not win, but definitely celebrity hornbills. Celebrity African birds. Yeah, celebrity African birds. I think I'm happy to give the title. Skin colour orange. No, I'm confused, but then feather colour blue and white. So yeah, I guess Is the Lion King Wiki slightly less detailed? Because I've got appearance here on Disney Wiki. Cool. Slender hornbill, so he's you know svelte with blue feathers white belly undertail underwings and eyes with black pupils aqua eyelids both orange feet and bill with yellow trimming on both sides around its nostrils indigo feather tips with white linings beneath them thick black eyebrows both indigo trimming on his head and feather on the back of it so multi-coloured that's quite interesting the eyebrows because Rowan Atkinson I wouldn't say known for his eyebrows 
but they are prominent. Well, we should give a big shout out to a friend of the show, Louise Waller, on Please. Instagram, who did comment on our photo of Zazu when we revealed that we were going to be doing this topic, and she said that he did look a lot like Rowan Atkinson, um, the actual character. The animation. A lot, I think, is stretching. I mean, there are, there are similarities. Brows. Yeah, there are definitely similarities in the expressions. So the name actually means, I assume in Swahili, movement. Oh, well. Movement. He, he does move a lot. I he, mean, he can fly. He can not when he's in that cage. No, not the birdie the boiler. Movement. Or the cage. Um, also known as Mufasa's Little Stooge by Shenzi. Shenzi being... The lead hyena. Lead hyena. Whoopi Goldberg, I think. Oh, right. Bird Brain by Janja. Busybody Bird by Boopoo. Yeah, Boopoo and Janja, I don't think are characters on the original. I mean, they're in the spin-offs, but... All right. Birdie by Janja and Bird by Janja. So Janja very much leading the charge <laughs> with names for... Other names, Zasu with an S... Open brackets, common misspelling. I don't know if in any of the films where anyone's <laughs> writing his name down. And Zazzy, I don't remember anyone calling him Zazzy. No. And then Banana Beak with Mr. in brackets in front of it by Simba. So that's oh, the yeah. reference earlier, Mr. Banana Beak. So we've got Banana Beak, I think, is a bit rude because it's certainly an orange and not a yellow beak. Oh, is it? I thought it was more the shape. Oh, it's quite crooked, yeah. like a crooked nose. Do you think you'd be less offended if someone came up with an offensive nickname for you if they put Mister in front of it? No, I think it's it. Uh, well, it's it's like if someone bullied you. Yeah. And was like, "Oh, you ballet boy, Mister Ballet, Mister Ballet Boy to you." <laughs> I mean, it's not a good way of deflecting bullying. If anything, it's going to encourage. Them. Yeah, I think Mister Ballet Boy would then stick with you. <laughs> Is that a reference yeah. to the fact that you used to do ballet? Well, I mean, I, that's the first thing that came to mind. It's a, it's an easy bully. Did anyone call you uh, Ballet Boy then, uh, Mister Ballet Boy? No, Gay Boy. <laughs> you always laugh whenever I whenever I joke about like people calling me gay at school. You're <laughs> it's the Juvenile, yeah, it's, it's like, just I just like the sort of the complete lack of any kind of thought. Like ballet no boy, nuance no, there, ballet like boy at least has got alliteration. Yeah, um, I just want to first of all give a big shout out to a few people without whom we couldn't be doing this show today, and those are the animators, specifically of Zazu, Ellen Woodbury, Randy Cartwright, Barry Temple, Dan Tanaka, Marcia Kimura, Doherty, Travis Blaze, Lee Dunkman, Rick Colschmidt, Bill Finns, James A. Harris, and Ricardo D. Rocha. Apologies, any of you, if I mispronounced your names, but thank you so much. That was all for Zazu? They all did Zazu, yeah. Wow. And also he was designed by Joe Grant. So that's Oh, right, so they all just went back with Joe's initial ideas. Um, I've got here some more quotes. Step lively. The sooner we get to the waterhole, the sooner we can leave. That's Zazu to Simba and Nala. I think his biggest scene is he sort of sent to babysit Simba and Nala when they're sort of on their kind of, I guess, just a play date, really. Nagging them constantly, doesn't want them to do anything that would uh, incur the wrath of Mufasa. Yeah. And they end up getting into all kinds of scrapes. Uh, they sing that song, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Boasting, lack of awareness of privilege. Well... I just can't wait to be king. All the other animals are like, well... It's, it's, like, it's like if someone went around and was like, I just can't wait to be a lord if they yeah. were a son of a lord. Well, this is the thing as well. He can only become king when his father dies. So um, I did see something recently that said... Uh, I think it was a meme <laughs> or something that said, I just can't wait to be king. Mufasa dies a few scenes later. Well, Simba's got to be a prime suspect in a court of law. I think that son would be cross-examined. But, yeah, I mean, basically they cause a massive 
massive traffic pileup. <laughs> I just thought, everybody look left, everybody look right, look away, look away. <laughs> I come with faster, everybody look, I'm standing in the spotlight. How did that happen? We yeah. weren't even watching. I think we need to do an overthinking analysis of that song, maybe on Patreon, maybe for our Patreon subscribers. Yeah, I think we'll we will. overanalyse the lyrics of that song and in a court of law. Yeah. cross-examine Simba's motives maybe he is the real villain because yeah. he does get blamed for it by Scar but he doesn't help himself yeah well well, he didn't know it was going to happen did he maybe that's what he wants you to think mm. maybe he's in on it the whole time he's Simba just he rearranged the letters of Simba criminal <laughs> exactly and Zazu very much the innocent bystander but he doesn't have any control over the kids he's trying to get them to stop he does have a line in the song mm. um, I'm trying to remember what it is what Zazu yeah not yet <laughs> I think it is something I mean, like that. No, there is another line. It's uh, I think it's time that you and I arranged a heart to heart. Simba sings, "Kings don't need advice from little hornbills for a start." Wow! So that's the sign of a bad king. And then Zazie says, if "This is where the monarchy is headed. Count me out, out of service, out of Africa. I wouldn't hang about. This child is getting wildly out of wing." Simba chimes in with, "Oh, I just can't wait to be king." Wow, and you did that off the top of your head. Did you say your favourite song is from the film? In terms of the original, I quite like Scar's song. Be prepared. Yeah. Yeah, be It's good because it's good advice. Because I think, yeah, it is. And uh, and the hyenas are hilarious. Yeah, they do some good uh, uh, dance routines. And there's uh, suddenly hundreds of them, which we never see again. Like, he's got three that he kind of uses. And And then suddenly in this big song and dance routine about 500 come marching through yeah. you'd think um, he could have he wouldn't really have needed to do they all do choreography yeah they all kind of have that sort of march because as you've told me before uh, you find nothing funnier than a lot of things doing the same thing <laughs> yeah no it, it, it tickles me every time and they are it's the same animation so yeah that gets me you say that quite a lot <laughs> no, <laughs> I just I mean, need to do the same a, thing in like you know a little bit of context about me a few stars of comedy that I really like I like sarcasm uh, mockumentary satire and uh, things doing things at the same time (laughs) Zazu's role was expanded for the stage production and oh sings the morning report seeing the musical quite recently so a few years ago in the film he's trapped in the cage and Scar at this point presiding over a very demoralised kingdom but Zazu is still there as his advisor, his major domo, but he's in a cage. In the film version I remember, he sings a wimba way, and then Scar says, stop singing that annoying song or I'll kill you, or words to that effect. But when I saw it a few years ago, so they obviously changed that song that he sings to a, an annoying song currently of the time. Yeah. And uh, in the one that I saw originally, he sang Frozen Let It Go. Oh, really? Yeah. Clearly got some musical talent, because the improvisation in I Just Can't Wait To Be King is really good. I think it's time that you and I arranged a heart-to-heart. Well, so he needs to arrange talks. Yeah. That's nice, though, like, doing it per- on a personal level. It's yep. not like I think it's time that you and I arranged a board meeting. It's like a kind of a self-evaluation, maybe. Yeah, I think at that line, he's not... He's not saying he's resigning he's like right you and I need to we need a change of course and it's only when Simba says kings don't need advice from little hornbills for a start because he's like right okay like, that was the last straw yeah because his dad uses the hornbill a lot yeah for advice yeah that's because he's like how old is Zazu well I think I like to think of him and Mufasa being children together oh, and they've right. grown up together so why is it assumed that Zazu's wiser because he can fly around because he can see more of the kingdom no I think Mufasa is, is definitely just as wise as Zazu, but maybe Zazu is his eyes and ears. Oh right, yeah. I think I think the flying is the is flying a, helps. Yeah, definitely. You can see more of the kingdom. Can can kind of look around and be like, there are hyenas everywhere. Can see it from above, different angles. Yeah, because there are one or two moments where he he is the one that warns Mufasa that Simba's. Actually, no, no, no that's Scar. He says, "Oh look, Sire, the herder on the move." 
right. And then Scar runs up and says, Stampede in the gorge, Simba's down there. So that's the trap that Scar sets for Mufasa. Oh, right. By placing Simba in the gorge when the wildebeest stampede. So actually Zazu's not doing his job there, because if he was flying around being like, oh, the wildebeest, oh, there, there's Simba. Yeah, he's just like, oh, it's the wildebeest. He doesn't look closely enough. No, he doesn't analyse. But he is also the one that goes to get help when... Simba and Nala get uh, caught in the elephant graveyard by hyenas. Okay, yeah. So very much, I'd say alignment. Would you say neutral? Um, he's, he's quite a Mister Smee, in a way. It says alignment good. I think he's. I think he's a bit of a Molly coddler. I don't think well because he does help Scar and he doesn't really. He doesn't object. He, he reluctantly helps him. Yeah. I think if he, if Scar, if at the start of the film Scar had been king. Like the whole time, and even if he was a bit evil, I think that Zazu would help him. Yeah, I think another Game of Thrones reference, again, very topical. I know you don't watch the show, but a lot of people will know this reference. Varys, the master of whisperers. Oh, yeah. So he sort of serves every king or queen that comes along. He doesn't necessarily, because he knows he's not a powerful warrior or anything, so he can't really stand up for himself in that sense. And he knows his only key to survival is serving each monarch that comes along with the same sort of degree of loyalty. So what would his alignment be? Neutral, I'd say. Yeah. I'd say neutral. I think he's sort of, you know, he's got his job and he likes his job. Major Domo. It's quite an important job. It sounds very uh, Yeah, very yeah. Fancy. Oh, you've got to pay the rent, haven't you? Well, definitely. Where do you think I mean, he lives? Does he live in The Rock? Uh, I reckon he has lodgings that are part of his job, part of the package. Yeah, I think he probably gets his own sort of so, tree, so, maybe. So, yeah, without that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually if he lost his job kind of and it was bad ter- on bad terms, that could be really difficult. Because well, it's interesting here because we, we've talked about him being the major domo, but on Disney Wiki it actually says his occupation is uh, steward of the Pride Lands. Oh, right. Which is quite a fancy-sounding title. I think that's quite well paid, I would say. Yeah. Oh, steward yeah. of the Pride Lands. I think he's very high up, yeah. yeah. Worked his way up there. I think very similar to um, uh, my friend Harry Adair, friend of the show, big shout-out, um, works at Buckingham Palace. Yes, I was um, uh, Yeah, and that's a very kind of that he was a a junior footman and now he's a senior footman. And then you have all these jobs that are like head, you head of the Queen's parlours, head of yeah. And if you're like the Queen's personal, yeah, you can. And then you yeah. can be like head of house. That's like if you're yeah. in charge of all of the footmen. Can, can you work um, your way up to uh, Queen? Uh, no, oh, right, unfortunately, okay. that is not. It's a different ladder. Okay. <laughs> Career ladder, one that um, descends from the heavens. Oh, okay. Perfect. The divine right of kings and queens. Very yeah. good. Yeah, no, I think Zazu is very much a. a I, I think him and Mufasa, the rapport and the relationship they have with each other suggests they've known each other for a very long time. Do you think time. he worked his way up or do you think he was headhunted from a private firm? <laughs> <laughs> I think him and Mufasa were childhood friends and okay. I think Mufasa may be a bit of nepotism yeah. giving all the big jobs to his friends yeah. um, what, do you think he did something else before he was Major Domo? I think you can't go in at an entry level with that job I think he probably did some sort of, yeah, maybe some sort of freelance organisational work. Maybe he had his own small company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe sort of uh, surveillance. Yeah. Of the Pride Lands. Um, yeah. Ran a surveillance company. Yeah, I think so. Just sort of maybe like you know the sort of the Pride Lands, the Savannah equivalent of security camera yeah. firm. I reckon maybe, and then the the monarchy worked with that company. It was like yeah. maybe it was what do you call that uh, when it's like the royal royal warrant. They sort of used their services to yeah. To kind of basically and then get it was like, actually, I want you you to work for me. I don't want to use the whole company. Maybe he's cutting costs. Maybe the company went under, and they uh, that was part. Of, maybe they bought the company as part of the deal. 
they bail out and they Zazu was integrated into the merge merger merger what other jobs do you think he'd be good at because I, I think he's, all, he's almost like a butler figure as well he's kind of got that butler I can see he doesn't him serve doing, them yeah he would have to he's be, too high up right now yeah but I think also you'd have to carry sort of antelopes and he's yeah, not got the strength for that he's either. got wings yeah. Um, I think maybe well this is probably off the back of that varied career but keynote dinner speech yeah he'd be good after um, the speaker wouldn't he yeah he's got I a lot of stories I think yeah. I, he's the kind of person that he would write his memoirs and he'd give the inside scoop on all the kings that he served with yeah um, it's, it's the head of the household because I, mean, I think Rafiki actually we should just say that this was uh, a poll winner so we mm. did do a poll on Instagram and, and Zazu beat Rafiki yeah not literally I don't know <laughs> I, don't think, I think Rafiki, Rafiki would definitely win in a fight yeah he's got the sort of the opposable thumbs yeah and stick and it's, oh yeah weapon big weapon well it depends what the rules of the match were if it was no disqualification maybe yeah he'd be allowed to use the stick but uh, oh yeah I think in a one on one match well yeah Zazu or as I like to call him movement <laughs> <laughs> does have it could be as long as he's not caged could fly about could could use the air could Strike from above. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah, well, that again would be no DQ. Because um, <laughs> Rafiki, I think, is, is he's the Archbishop of Canterbury, really, isn't he? He's the one that does the yeah. the service. Before, we, before the, we do this Disney Wiki, I did ask on uh, Instagram uh, first word that comes to mind when you think of Zazu. And I'm, I've taken a couple of the best suggestions. Big shout out to the Rude Urban Truth podcast in America. Uh, they said bourgeois. Yeah, which I think I, I completely agree with because I think it is that he's that butler figure, that kind of yeah. Know, uh, Had a cushy, it's a cushy existence. They may have been schoolmates. Well, they may yeah. have been schoolmates at sort of the the Pride Lands equivalent of Eton or something. Yeah, maybe. Were do they, they all go? Do they have cross species schools? Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, because ref, you know because they've got a cross species hierarchical system. You know, they're not all lions, for example. There isn't a lion major domo. Rafiki's quite. Would you say Rafiki's quite a Yoda? Figure. Yeah, he's a, he's a, yeah, a guru, a wise kind of guy. The Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he's the one that does the coronation, so, you know. I think he is probably in play. I mean, there's a separate organisation that picks him. I don't think the royal family can pick that person. Mm. But I do think Zazu, they can they can choose, basically. The other word that we got on Instagram was Jobsworth, um, which I think, is, I think is very clear that he loves his job. He's married yeah. to his career, isn't he? There's no... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you've got that sort of existence, when if you're bed and board and everything is linked to your career and it seems quite an inter- and if it's your friend as well so the personal and the professional intermingling it's quite hard to have a life outside there's no missus Azu is there not that we know of no no celibate yeah I think so <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just unlucky in love. We don't see any other hornbills in the entire show. I mean, it must yeah. be there must be some level of um, maybe he's put his Tinder on maximum, but there's none. <laughs> there must be some in the savannah. Yeah, I think so. There must be some. There must be a certain level of discomfort with the other animals working with lions because they all worship and defer to the lions as the monarchy. Yeah. But a lot of them are prey and will be eaten by the lions. And we fast come up with a very clever propaganda. When we die, we become the grass and they eat the grass. So we're all eating each other. But that's not really true, really, is it? And oh, just we fast to say that as yeah, a justification says, of eating animals. Yeah, he just basically, yeah. He basically says. Um, Mufasa, not Scar. Mufasa says that, yeah. Uh-huh. It's his kind of justification. It's the, it's the way the world works. The uh, the kind of the, the circle the of life. life, if you will. If you will, yeah. <laughs> Maybe Zazu's ostracised by his own community because he's really thrown his lot and sold out. Yeah, thrown yeah. his lot with the line. Sold his company and, and sold out big time. So, so Jobsworth and um, Bourgeois. Mm. Um, we've got a little, little fact here from Oh My Disney. Yeah. Um, Ron Atkinson 
playing Zazu, didn't know the lyrics to It's a Small World. Oh, um, It's a Small World, that's what it is. It's not a Wimbleway. A Wimbleway is sung by Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, going back to the song oh. that was Frozen oh, in the right. musical, he sings uh, It's oh. a Small World after all, which is on yeah. the Disney um, ride. And this, I feel like it tells you everything you need, you need in that heading, but they had to write a paragraph, so they've written... He didn't live and breathe Disney like we do. I assume that's Rowan, not Zazu. Um, Atkinson actually had to learn and practice the lyrics for the scene when Zazu sings for Scar. Thankfully, he picked them up quickly. Also, I feel like because it's animated, he could probably have had them there. Yeah. And I feel like at some point, everyone everyone has to learn a song. Well, you probably, if you've ever been to Disneyland, I, I remember in Paris, it, it bores into your brain. Have you been on the Small World yeah. ride? Yeah, oh, but also, is it not just the same lyric? It's a small world after all, it's a small world after uh, all. No, there's, there's a world of magic, a world yeah, of Yeah, but he doesn't fear, sing the whole song. A world of hope and a... <laughs> I think he only does the, uh, the It's chorus. very high, very high. Um, so it, home, yeah, his tree. So he does have his own tree. I think maybe a baobab tree. Maybe do you know? Do you think he rooms with Rafiki in that big tree? And he's got the upstairs apartment, the penthouse, and Rafiki's on the ground floor. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, like he doesn't take up much space, so yeah, he could he could afford something more than Rafiki can. So uh, I think him and Rafiki would uh, would get on each other's nerves though. Mm. Um, I think Rafiki's too eccentric for Zazu. I think he likes everything quite sort of yeah. down the middle. But then maybe you know it's like opposites attract. Maybe I think they, I think it's quite good to have both of them in the sort of the royal cabinet, just so you can yeah. get opposing points of view. You don't want. I think Zazu's a bit of a yes man. I think we've seen that, or a yes bird. Y- yes bird. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes hornbill. Uh, Rafiki, but I feel like Rafiki's like silently disapproving. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Rafiki needs Often. to. They both got their, they both got their flaws with um, standing up to uh, injustice, which yeah. I feel like Simba is probably better at. Yeah, uh, his goal, Zazu's goal, uh, well, affiliation Pride Landers. So that's mm. what they call themselves, the Pride Landers. Sounds mm. like an American football team. Yeah. Um, and his goal is to assist the monarchy. Uh, not to serve, interesting, to assist. Interesting, the monarchy, that's good or bad, that's non-partisan. Yeah, exactly. And maintain stability within the Pride Lands. And usually on Disney Wiki it says goal failed or succeeded. It, here it doesn't say anything, but I suppose that's an ongoing goal. Yeah, that's a, that's like a life goal. Yeah. It's like to, to keep being successful. To, which is quite nice, I think, as a goal, to have something constantly, but then it's difficult for a to-do list. Do you think he, uh, do you think he succeeds within the course of the film? I would say no. Maintaining stability. Yeah. Well, you achieve, there's stability at the end, right? Yeah. But there's quite a lot of instability. And also for the plot of a film, Zazu is doomed to fail. Yeah. If a film is just stable all the time, that's a bad film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's got he's got pl- narrative structure against him. No, definitely. So home, his tree, which we, which we never see, although it does have a hyperlink. Oh, wow. So Zazu's tree has its own Wikipedia article on Disney. Really? Um, so Zazu's tree appears to be a large greenish tree with a door at the top. Okay, it's in the Timon and Pumbaa Disney show. Oh, right. I'll show. So the inside of the tree is shown to have office supplies, a calendar, a bookshelf, and a large chair. Zazu also has a nest in his tree with a Mufasa-like clock at the top of it. Mufasa-like, as in his face. It must be, yeah. Yeah. Outside of the tree there is a sign that is labelled Zazu Jungle Administrator. So he's got another role. Oh, I think that's a self... Yeah. And that's very much Gareth in the office putting that. Yeah. What is it? The inspector. Uh, Gareth Keenan investigates, that's what it is. Yeah. Investigates. Oh, yeah. yeah. Classic. So it says here, inhabitants, Zazu and Gopher. Oh. Which is interesting, because I thought Gopher was a character from Winnie the Pooh. But uh, let's get into the Disney Wiki um, <laughs> wormhole. Gopher also has his own article. 
So Gopher makes no appearance in the original Lion King film, but he does look very similar. I oh, know he is in. He is in the film. Gopher is a minor character who first appeared in Disney's 1994 film The Lion King and became a recurring character in the Timon and Pumbaa TV series in the saga. In the movie, Gopher has brown fur, creamy brown chest fur, buck teeth and a brownish nose. What is Gopher? What species? A Gopher is like a little thing that is kind of like a mole that digs underneath oh, the right. ground. So they're not... Are they just friends? Or... Can you well, have relationships across species? No, they're, they're just friends. They're just friends. In the, in the original theatrical version of The Lion King, Gopher appears right after Zazu is pounced by Simba and tells him that the hyenas have invaded the Pride Lands. So I think Gopher... Actually, a Gopher is a messenger, isn't it? Oh, right. So I think a Gopher is... Gopher a, is the messenger. So it's a double entendre. His occupation is Zazu's sidekick and reporter. <laughs> so maybe Zazu runs his own paper. <laughs> runs his own paper on the side. Well, maybe that's what he did. Maybe he was a journalist. I can imagine him as and, a journalist. Yeah, gossip uh, column, maybe. Gossip column. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Um, Which probably wouldn't. Well. Yeah, because because um, the goal for uh, for Gopher is to report news to Zazu. What's that? The golfer. Gopher. <laughs> Gopher. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, he likes assisting Zazu in jungle administration, telling news and giving reports. Telling news. Yeah. <laughs> He's a newsreader. Gonna as well. tell you some news. He dislikes trouble in the Pride Lands, yeah. hyenas, hyenas in the Pride Lands. <laughs> and his powers and abilities underground tunneling, paraphernalia, his teeth. His fate tells Zazu about Jumbo Jumbo the Elephant's Day Off being on the next day. So there's a lot to delve into. We don't have the time. Yeah. We have to go back to Zazu himself because we want to get into his likes and dislikes. Yeah. So I, I'd completely forgotten about Gopher. But he's quite a big character in Winnie the Pooh, so maybe they're the, the same, same person. Gopher? No. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think, they are. I think maybe Gopher falls out with Zazu and gets exiled. I think Zazu is the kind of person that would use his power sometimes for evil. I think he'd let personal, petty... Rivalries get in the way of his. Uh, and so his Gopher job. wants to go somewhere that he knows a lot about, but is far enough away. So from the jungle to the hundred-acre wood. Yeah, exactly. And I think maybe Gopher. Maybe maybe they didn't fall out. Maybe Gopher just wants to start his own newspaper. Yeah, potentially. He's tired of being an underling. He's he's the best reporter the Pride Lands has to offer. So yeah. maybe he relocates. Because I can't imagine Zazu does much. Well, I think as his career goes on, he does less and less field work. Yeah, I think. Well, he sells the newspaper. Yeah. But he's still got his all his informants. Paper boy. <laughs> Paper bird. Zuzu is uh, Zazu's mother. I think that's probably something that is in one of the spin-offs. We've got a lot of allies, all the ones that you'd expect, but uh, likes, which is one of my favourite parts of the Disney Wiki website, because we've got uh, we've got a long list of likes. More dislikes than likes. I get that, that does which not I surprise. Think, uh, so he likes puns. Is there evidence of that? <laughs> I can't I'm remember. Well, he probably once tells that it's one of those that he once does a pun and enjoys it. This child is getting wildly out of wing. That's a pun, isn't it? Because he's a bird. Yeah, well, it's a... Out of wing. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, what else do you like? Sorry, going back to that, I'm really disappointed. He's got a list of about 15 allies. He's got a lot of enemies, but he's got Gopher as listed as his minion. I'm really starting to feel a bit sorry for Gopher. I can understand yeah. why he wanted to go and live in the Hundred Acre Wood, because no one tells him what to do there. Um... So he likes puns. He likes giving the morning report. Yeah. <laughs> That's how euphemism. Um, giving the morning report, which I think he does to every king that he serves. Uh, he likes respect. Yeah. Don't real. And he likes romance. And I don't really know where that comes from. Does, do you think he likes respecting others or he likes being respected? Because he doesn't get a lot of respect, especially yeah. from Scar. I think he likes being respected. Yeah. Well, he likes he likes the idea of respect but prefers to receive than give. I think there's an element of small bird syndrome as well. I think he, because he's not a massive 
uh, lion. <laughs> well, we, yeah. Well, I mean, like I think I think you know some of the animals in in Africa are very impressive. You got lions, yeah, elephants, yeah. and because he's this small little bird, yeah. I think there's a real kind of chip on his shoulder, a chip on his shoulder, and just maybe a bit of insecurity. And and Scar especially plays with him, toys with him, tries to eat him at one point, or pretends to eat him, cages him. And I think Zazu very much, you know. Respect is all he's ever really wanted. Yeah, craved. No, exactly. Uh, a romance, maybe. A maybe at the end of the first film, he's like, "That is quite nice." I think he makes a. <laughs> <laughs> I think he makes a sarcastic comment about Simba and Nala because they're betrothed actually at the start of the film. Oh right. They're always engaged to be married. And they they just happen to like each other. Yeah, Nala must come from a very well-off family. Yeah. There aren't that many families available. Maybe no. she was just the only female born at the same time anyway so dislikes so he's only got four likes on facebook no he's only got four likes um dislikes hyenas yeah so a lot of people dislike hyenas. yeah, yeah. he dislikes babysitting um which i think is uh, i mean that more broadly as in like hanging out with simba becomes babysitting because they're so cantankerous well i think yeah i think because they give him a lot of attitude don't they and they don't they don't respect him at all mm. Um, and yeah, I mean that. I mean they they are cubs at that point, so that technically is babysitting. Yeah. Um, disorganization. He doesn't like. Of yeah. course not. He's the organizer. He's the administrator. Definitely. Uh, the waterhole. That's where all the shenanigans go down. The waterhole, where the yeah. song, kind of is sung, and all the animals are kind of getting oh, involved. Oh yeah. So maybe he just he doesn't, doesn't like, like the chaos. The, I think the memories that stir when he goes back to the waterhole. <laughs> yeah, because the waterhole. Disorganization. Yeah, the waterhole itself is an essential for living. Yeah. Because all the animals go to the waterhole to, to drink and survive, so you, you can't really dislike that as an animal. Or maybe he's got another water source as a bird. Hmm, maybe. He dislikes Simba calling him Banana Beak. Lack of respect. <laughs> Mr. Banana Beak yeah. likes respect. He dislikes incompetence. Mm. Uh, the birdie boiler he doesn't like, which I think is uh, it's like a geezer, isn't it? A little, uh, not yeah. a geezer in that sense, but like a little shoot of hot air that they have in the... Geyser. Yeah, thank you. Oh, the, well. I think it's pronounced geezer. G e y s e r. Yeah, it's a geyser. So yeah, the birdie boiler. Basically, it's a, it's a torture instrument, isn't it? That the hyenas yeah. use in the elephant graveyard. Yeah, yeah. Um, he dislikes being locked in a cage. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Yeah. Scar's leadership, he doesn't like. Yeah. But he doesn't like Mufasa's leadership, so he's quite neutral on that. But he really doesn't like Scar's leadership. Mm. Uh, powers and abilities? Any guesses? Flight. Correct, that's the only one. So, last few things. Would Zazu fit in with your group of friends? I'm going to go with no, because I think he's always the kind of person that would be like, no, we shouldn't do that, okay, we can't stay out this late. No, he'd be, he'd be constantly worrying. He'd bond the rest of the group together, though. He'd be, the, he'd be the full guy. Yeah. yeah, he'd be the one that's like, oh, for God's sake, you know, Zazu, bloody, bloody Zazu. Yeah. Of course he's not coming out. Yeah. Or of course he's gone home early. Oh, yeah. You can't have one night where it's like everyone's on a level, it's always like, oh. But... Designated driver can't drive. Got wings. <laughs> yeah, well, I think mean, yeah, I, I would say he doesn't drink because he doesn't like losing control. Yeah. It's as if we're in a band. The Hornbillers. The Hornbillers, as in the Killers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Good. We'll go with that. I'm going to now play the role of a interviewer. Yeah. On Channel Four News or something. Yeah. Interviewing Gopher. Yeah. About what it's like to, to work under Zazu. Yeah. Uh, it's a, like a you know one of those kind of sixty minute kind of you know exposés on Zazu and yeah. maybe his controversies, he's mistreated people. Yeah. So uh, nice to have you in the studio, Gopher. Thanks for having me. Um, how's the, how's life at the moment? It's tough. It's um yeah on the on the plus side not working for Zazu anymore, so I kind of feel the freedom there, but um I do miss it. 
a little bit, even though it was at times uh, dreadful. Where are you based now? Uh, I'm based in, um, it's this wood, it's really big wood. Okay. Um, 100 acres. Oh, 100 acre wood, that's yeah. Oh, do you know it? Yeah, it's in Ashdown. Yeah. Um, so that climate must be quite different from, from sort of the, you know, the African pride lands. Is that, yeah. is that something that's been... Well, I'm the working climate, like the working day, um, well, I don't really work. Do you, well, do you have a boss? Is it, do you uh, report directly no, to... No, not really, I kind of work for myself now, so okay, I'm employed, right. just kind of looking at different avenues. Um, okay. It's quite nice not having a boss breathing down your neck, often literally. And sorry, one more question before we get on to more Zazu-related stuff. How did you get from Africa to, to Ashdown? Did you tunnel? Uh, I um, walked here. Oh, you walked here. And one word to describe Zazu as a boss? Bourgeois. <laughs> <laughs> Jobs worth. Um, uh, uh, intense. Intense, overbearing. Mm. Right, okay. Who's being interviewed? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I did not put words in your mouth. And um, um, flashbacks. Uh, any kind of, uh, I mean, like any kind of anecdotes about him as a boss and whether he sort of marched uh, to the bone. We once um, organised for his fortieth a birthday cake. Yeah. And we came. We didn't get through. It was happy birthday to you, happy. And before we'd said the second birthday, he'd said, "Get back to work." <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> I think that's all That's all you really need to know about Zazu. Okay, thank you. Uh, next time on Channel 4 News. Um, okay, that, yeah, good. Nice, gopher. Nice, uh, nice to bring Gopher in, actually. I, I yeah. didn't realise we'd get onto him. But, My uh, Gopher impression, obviously. Brilliant. Uncanny. Oh, really good, yeah. Great cheese of Uncanny. Yeah, um, so that's all we've got time for. So, thank you so much for listening. Head over to Patreon and... Uh, yeah, and we'll be doing that. an extra thing off the back of this episode. We think potentially a watch-along, but... It will be there. Yeah, actually, by the, yeah, by the time you uh, you listen to this, we'll have it on Patreon. We'll probably still keep it as free. Again, as a little taster for what you would be receiving if you signed up. And uh, it's going to be a watch-along of I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Mm. And we're going to analyse those lyrics. We sort of touched on them in this episode. And there'll be some Zazu uh, content there as well. So uh, thanks to everyone that voted on the poll. But until next time, it's goodbye from me, Will Baker. And me, Alex Prescott. And in the meantime, don't, don't forget, forget to overthink. overthink.